Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. The days are counting down to New Year's Eve. And sitting opposite me is my drug dealer. And when I say drugs, the dealer of donuts, the one and only dealer, Joe Singer. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, two, one. Happy New Year! <laughs> how, much do we get it, how much do we cost to get into this party? $85. Have you had a drink, Nick? No, you <laughs> yeah. Now I need to find someone to kiss. I, I like, oh, okay. Oh, 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 Let's just oh, kiss each other. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Is that how it sounds like when we kiss? Oh my god! What a uh, what an incredible uh, uh, 2000... moment. Two thousand and nineteen. No, the end of the year. I you forgot what year we? <laughs> yeah, well, I was really? like two thousand eighteen, guys. It's been a big year. No, nineteen, nineteen, two thousand nineteen, nineteen, and also the end of a decade. End of a decade. You have a lot to reflect upon, Ben Lomas. <laughs> we do. It's quite sinister. We have a lot to reflect on, Ben Lomas. No, I'm just in a very... Uh, You're in a very reflect- reflective mood. I am in a very reflective mood. I always get a bit reflective towards the end of the year. I look back on the year that got... People um, talk about how arbitrary time is yeah. and that it's all a man-made construct. Because if you think about... I think it was Eckhart Tolle yeah. talked about how if you took humans out of the earth, if humans didn't exist... The concept of time isn't really there, like in terms of history. Yeah, it like doesn't animals, exist. Animals and plants will just be in the moment and they just act on instinct. They never <laughs> think about, oh, how good was that uh, gazelle I ate the other day? But have you ever told you when I read that? That's my first self-help book I ever wrote. The that f- one. You wrote that one, did you? Yeah. <laughs> good one. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was talking my about Anthony Robbins here. Um, no, no, no. That was the first one I read when I when I quit drinking after the wedding. And so I bought that book at the airport. I, I okay. I, I don't think that's true. That's the first one I've read. You never read self before that? No. Because that, that's the one. When you quit drinking like a, two years ago? Yeah, because I was at the airport. Man, I, you've talked about self-help books for the last 10 years. No, no, no. It kicked it off. From then on, I didn't stop reading. Like I just read and read and read and read and read and read and read. Sarah Knight's one was after that. That's where I came across Marie Kondo's. I, all that kind of stuff. Really? So that yeah. was the first time. I thought yeah. this has been like a ten-year journey of self-help. Oh, maybe that was before. Maybe you are right. I feel like I feel like you felt like that. This um, love of self-help books have been around, but maybe I'm wrong. No, so, no, but no. Anyway. anyway, but I remember so reading. Eckhart Tolle was the first one, as far as we know. So yeah, and it was when you were quitting drinking. So you got that one. No, because Marie Kondo was before that. Well, there you go. <laughs> So, anyway, I remember reading it on the plane, and there's this bit in the chapter where they were like, if you're flying, right, yes, and yes. you're in a chair, yes. then in that moment, if you're present, then you're just an atom. So the plane doesn't exist. There's nothing there. You are just this thing in the air flying. And I remember just trying to picture that out, and then I just pictured myself in the air, and then just freaked out and went, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, yeah, I, forget the power of now. Give me the power yeah. of my seat, can't. Like, <laughs> give, give me the power of uh, being in first class. Power, power of a seat belt. <laughs> yeah, I reckon, I, yeah, I, I do I do reflect less on time than I ever have before. Really? Because I, I can't keep track of it. Well, this is dangerous then, isn't it? Because isn't these the moments where you need to really absorb your kids uh, growing up and seeing them? Oh, I'm on their time. Great. I'm all over that. I, I picture everything. But like me, where I was like, this happened this year, I find it harder than I have. But with the ah, kids, I'm like, okay. oh, when Tayo did this or when Minka did that, like that that right. time, is it's, it's clear because you're celebrating all their achievements less than... I guess, than your less, own things, yeah. I guess. Okay, so that makes sense now. That means you, you sort of... You know, the brain capacity to, you know, store and 
capacity. Yeah, the energy, the 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 capacity to store stuff is limited. And it's not remembering when I've read books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think. Well, the first self self help book I ever read was the Quran. The so, <laughs> you know. I'm not laughing that loud. You are. You are. So wait, no, no, uh, I've never read the Quran. I, um, I, so many follow up questions. Well, you, did you have? Uh, no. Well, yeah, like I know the Arabic alphabet starts with Alif, Be, Te. And I'm out. <laughs> do, do they have a song with that? Like a song? A B C D. Well, if you listen to the sound of the words Alif B, that sounds like Alpha Beta, which is A and B, and that's where the word alphabet comes from. Ah, really? Well, think about it logically. Alphabet comes from the word Alpha Beta. So that's where the alphabet as in the, from. the Greek. But Alpha Beta, I just associate with like American movies. Alpha Beta, <laughs> isn't what? that? Isn't that like? Isn't that? Oh my God! What's this? This is going off the rails. This is a, <laughs> no, no, no. This is, is like it? a New Year's Eve party <laughs> that we thought was going to go one yeah. way and then it's gone the other way. No, no, no. I've just started drinking way too early. Yeah. What but, do you mean, Alpha? You know, like beta. in America, what's Beta? First of all, no Beta. Like you know, like, beta, like yeah. fraternities, like in oh, America. Yeah, fra- yeah, frat, frat houses. Are they, well, isn't one and called sorority alpha? houses? Or right, <laughs> they're so Beta Gamma Kappa. Oh, and I think that's things. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. nothing. You are on fire, my friend, and I love potting with my best friend, Ben Lomas. Jesus. Um, I, think, I think for context, I, I, um, I'm a bit lightheaded. I haven't had breakfast. You haven't had breakfast, but I'm, you've been doing kind of an intermittent fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Monday is, is, the, is the first fast, but I have, to be honest, I haven't done one in like nine days. So, yes. so today is the day because I've been going pretty hard the last two weeks in the festive season. But... I started running again. Oh, you said you were injured last week? Yes, and went and saw a, a new podiatrist who uh, – I had an old podiatrist. I met a new podiatrist. I had that ankle issue. And uh, amazing. Like amazing what he did. Like he goes, you know, you need to do this, this. You need to uh, put these orthotics in these shoes. You need to make sure that you run on these shoes. Uh, you need to run on this service. And then I ran 5Ks. On no this pay. service? So, so try to stay off concrete. Well, that was the big one. So, is I mean, that try- the word they use? Service. Surface. Surface. So, so pretty sure I heard service, and that threw me right off. <laughs> you need um, this kind of service. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You better not run so on that service. I, I just ran five k's. My time, like, I, yeah. There was a period where I, I was right on the thirty minute mark, and even then, ducking under thirty minutes, and now I'm back up to like thirty five. Oh man, it's it's a brutal struggle, and the struggle is real, and that's why I love uh, being honest and open about it. Last Sunday, I ran. And it was like 34 or something like that. And I was like, well, it's still better than the 42 that I did at the start yeah, of the yeah, month. That's, that's right. But then I, to be fair, that was the day that was like 38 degrees. And I was still fat, for uh, like carrying yeah. the extra five kilos from India. And I was out of shape. As in, uh, our fitness was less, extra weight plus the heat. 42 was probably a good achievement, <laughs> to yeah, be honest. I, so I did 34 last Sunday. And then the next day, I was kind of like, I was a bit angry. I think 33, actually, in fact, it was. I was like, oh, come on, Dill. And then I just went back out there and I went fast and I got like 28. 28. So it was, and, and the night before, I had uh, a halal snack pack. So that is chips, uh, chips and cheese and uh, meat. What, is, what else is in a halal snack pack? Isn't it like uh, uh, falafel? Is there a falafel? In no, no. Well, I think you can have a halal, uh, falafel <laughs> halal snack pack. But it's Seriously, more like I'm a chicken. talking like I've never lived on this planet. <laughs> 
I think I can't, yeah, I think nothing's working upstairs. Okay, so like, okay. it's like a big wind tunnel. Yeah, yeah, it's so amazing. It's good. That, like, it's not like is we there have... a falafel in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ah. this is what have you done to the real Vin? Who is this? I, I don't. I don't. So know. you ran this morning? I ran this morning. Like, like seriously, I like I I finished the run at ten past nine. Mm-hmm. So we're recording uh, in the morning. <laughs> Like, if you haven't worked out that it's in the morning. Anyway, I ran and I've been listening to a new podcast called 30 for 30. I think you got me onto this. Where it's uh, it's like it's I don't like think it's me. I'm the first time I'm hearing about it. It's uh, it's like it's it focuses on past like uh, athletes and then sort of uh, just their weird stories. So the one I'm listening to is the one where it was uh, Chile versus Brazil and where they had to beat or tie with Brazil to get into the World Cup qualifiers in like I think the early nineties. And it's just really interesting pieces. And as I was running, I got totally lost in that world. I was running along the Mary Creek, and then when I got home, when I got home. Like I walked in the door and I, and I knew I had to come meet you for a podcast. <laughs> and again, I think, I don't know how long I stood in the kitchen, but it's like I fell asleep standing up because I was in the kitchen, oh. like just in such a daze. And I think I think it might be, this has been a huge year for both of us, but I think I'm slowly just clocking off. <laughs> like, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I know. I know, but it's just like, like I just, like I'm so close to the end of the year and like, I'm, I'm going to go on holidays, I'm going to have a break. But just like the concentration of, of, of my head at the moment. Have you been meditating? Yeah, no, I, I have been meditating. Just about 10 minutes in the morning. And if I get to do my 18-minute session in the afternoon, it's Right. Painless. Have you been doing Wim Hof? Yeah, Wim Hof in the water. That's amazing. But right. because the, the gigs have, you know, pretty much stopped because, you know, you know, you know we've had Christmas. We've had we've had everything like, like New Year's Eve. Like there's not many gigs. Like we're done. So it's not well, until it kicks off. Yeah, you're right. Most gigs kind of quieten up, yeah. and then we've I've got one coming up. Oh, that's uh, right. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited about this. Well, can we? Do, but that then gives us a time. <laughs> it's up to you because you. I know you don't like doing timestamps. I don't like doing timestamps. But, but I just... don't have the brain power. <laughs> Girlfriend, <laughs> like okay. So this we is have to talk about it because it's a pretty pretty exciting thing, right? It is a very exciting thing. So, so let's, this is a bit of inside baseball. Okay, we're podcast. recording a little bit of a week in ahead because yes. Ben goes away on holiday. That's correct, and uh, we can't uh, f- uh, record between my parents being here and Ben going away. Correct. So we're doing. We wanted to release an episode for New Year's yep. Eve. And here's a behind the scenes. It's not New Year's Eve, Maria. <laughs> and we uh, wanted to, I really wanted to tell us, like, hey, guys. It's tonight. <laughs> well, it can't be tonight because we're releasing this a week before. So on the 27th, we're trying to make it seem like we're recording on the 27th and it's coming out fresh out of the oven. And I love it. And because my brain is not working, you're, like the 27th, like even when you go, oh, we're recording on the 27th, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's literally, we are on the, uh, like eight days before New Year's. <laughs> okay, so 23rd. It's Monday the 23rd. 23rd. Okay. Um, so that's a bit of honesty for you. Yeah. Uh, but we uh, we want to try and theme it around New Year's Eve and we think we can talk about New Year's Eve. Oh, but totally. In the interim, before you go on holiday, yes, there's something exciting happening. Yes, and so uh, Dill has been nice enough to invite me uh, to the Boxing Day test, and I'm coming with uh, my son and with your parents. But then you're also you're doing... coming with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> there, your I'll be having your dad on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you burp him. Oh, dear, right here. Come down, come down.
they they really appreciate everything you do yes. and put it on. Which I, it's funny, like it's just so I, nice. Yeah. yeah, but but it's also like, and maybe it's because I I have friends. Uh, so nice, as in sorry, I should it sounded like me saying, oh, so nice of you, deal. No, it's so nice for me to to be able to do that, to be able to do that for them, like knowing how much sacrifices they made for exactly. me. Exactly, and I think this is a bit I didn't know about you, um, because I think in my head I always thought. Uh, that you probably came from an upper middle class background. I don't know why, probably because my other friends who I went to uni mm. with mm. from India uh, and from Pakistan, they've all come from quite a high level of privilege in their country. So when they come mm. over here and we'd go visit them, it was different. But with you, it was it was, it was really interesting to see because like a couple of times, and it, you know, and even on your podcasts, um, is um, is no, but in the podcast it doesn't come across like that. You don't really delve into that. Into, and, yeah, being... Yeah, the fact that dad was a popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> no, but then your dad had to travel and, and, and be yeah. away for so long, and and have to put in a lot of effort being away from his family. Yeah, and we talked about so it in the work. last episode about the Christmas episode yeah. how dad was always away. So I think that's something that I it, it's I've, I feel like because I I didn't have realized that how much that shaped you, mm. and it kind of explains kind of where you are at the moment to be able to enjoy that moment because right. that's what they want to do and that's what you want to share. Right, I, I think that's. I've never quite understood that until the last month or so, uh-huh. seeing uh-huh. you interact with your parents. Also, and it's also you know you're one of my dearest friends, but I, like you've met my family, you get to yeah. see my kids. That you get to see how that world, but I don't get to see that with because me. your parents live over here. So right. it's been really really nice seeing that because like what's really interesting is um, I just assume the sense of humour that came from your dad's side, but your mum's freaking hilarious. Right? <laughs> <laughs> your mum's hilarious. Like as soon yeah. as she gets on. And she gets onto something. It's 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 she's firing left, right, and center. And it was so uh, it was so lovely the other day. We went for lunch. Uh, yeah, was uh, you, me, mum, and dad, and then Dave Thornton joined us for dessert. Yeah, and uh, it was really fun just to see how like chilled and relaxed they were with you guys eventually because they're very shy. Like they're a shy, yeah, yeah. they're a shy yeah. couple. But the fact that they could see that we're just like basically brothers yeah. and um, they kind of then relaxed. So there was a moment in Svev, like there was a couple of embarrassing moments. Like for example, <laughs> mom, you know, uh, just finds it like, you know, the fact that dad ordered a massive pork uh, chop right yeah. next to his Muslim wife, you know, <laughs> things like that. It was really just lovely to see them just chill and not care. And like, uh, you know, just not have to worry about embarrassing me in front of you or whatever. Yeah, they were like, oh, okay, we can just speak our mind here. No. And then, you know, mum was just so... And they've funny. noticed very quickly that if anyone's going to embarrass you, it's me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and uh, it was really funny. Ben got to see the moments where I ordered double pasta and then the waiter trying to talk me out of it. Yeah. And so what happened is you ordered the risotto uh, yeah. and then I wanted the, the crab uh, the and the risotto. And the yeah. guy goes, well, why don't you just get one main uh, large size of the crab and then share the risotto? I'm like, no, I would like to have two pastas but it's like it makes no sense i'm like fine if you're going to bring logic into this so we both had spanner crab and risotto which i have to admit like i've you've talked about this place uh and uh it was it was amazing well the tiramisu in particular yes, you reckon yes. was your favorite you've ever had yes favorite i've ever had and this is from someone who's grown up in an italian suburb pretty much his whole life yes and grew up with Italians around them. But that was arguably the best tiramisu I've ever had. Good on your Rosettas. Uh, but, yeah, so seeing them, uh, so happy. Uh, I think essentially, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I've said this before that I, I, don't, I always try and treat whatever um, comforts I'm having right now as not necessarily a permanent situation. I'm not saying that it won't be. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm negative and I'm expecting it to all run away. But if it does, I try and imagine – 
that idea that this is not going to last forever. Yeah. So what would I do in that moment? Am I going to save more? Or am I going to spend and enjoy it? And I'm yeah. someone who likes to spend and enjoy as opposed to squirreling too much away in the fear that something bad's going to happen yeah, totally. so that I can fall back. Because in, in an almost arrogant way, even if I have to quit comedy uh, and, and start from scratch with something else, I'm like, I'll back myself. You know what I mean? I feel like... That's a pretty amazing position to be in. I think, I think it comes from things like, you know... Um, Doing a triathlon when I was back in you know, 2009 yeah, yeah. and knowing, not knowing that I could do it, doing a marathon, doing even comedy, like leaving accounting and getting into comedy, that seems impossible, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of just, I guess, I just know that if I really care about something, I will, uh, I will apply myself. And uh, I'll work my heart, ass off, and I'll fucking take a lot of hits in the process. Yeah. But eventually, I'll. Get, you know, feel comfortable enough to try and get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's why I kind of back myself in a weird way. Like if I have to leave Australia and go back to Sri Lanka, I'm like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it yeah. out. You know what I mean? If I've, you know, what we don't know what can happen. I can, oh, man, literally, doing... have you ever thought about the fact that if we lose our voice, we can't do our job? Well, it, ha- it happened to me this year. Like I, I, like, I had a really bad <laughs> voice. And I, I really couldn't <laughs> clear my throat. Could, yeah, I couldn't do my job, and I was like, oh my god, everything was. Like I went to right. like a, like a specialist. Yeah, like they said, uh, you've been yelling too much. I was like, yep, yeah, that sounds about that right. Sounds, yeah, yeah. So, so those things we do take for granted, and never really realized how much we rely on those things because we assume it's always going to be there. And the big one for us, which is a big reflection of this year, including the last two years, but that we took our health for granted. Yes, yes. And all the uh, mortality in a way. Yeah, yeah. that we just uh, pummeled our body with booze, with food right. and everything. And then it's now like I just don't take it for granted at all. At yeah. all now. Like, And to be honest, I do have some difficult days because I have a lot of injuries sustained. So when I, I, when I went to the podiatrist, um, he goes, you know, you may have a form of arthritis in your left ankle because you've sprained it so many times when you were pissed. Wow. And that was just pissed. a big rem- – yeah. yeah, that's what I did. I rolled it so many times and it was always when I was pissed. To the mm. point when, when I used to go out drinking, I started working at ankle brace. What? Yeah. So in, in the last years, I'm drinking pretty much – I'd have to say late 20s and even then towards the early 30s, I'd wear an ankle brace. I'd go, oh, well, this is the night I'm getting pissed. Put on my ankle brace. Put my ankle brace. That's amazing because I used to wear diapers. <laughs> No, it's not true. It's not true. I hear new merch. You're <laughs> <laughs> just selling up the lip <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I didn't. I, I, I'm trying to think. I definitely had contingency plans, but not for pissing and shitting or whatever. I think it was to do with, you know what I used to do? I used to leave my Barocca orange juice and, and Gatorade powder out. Yeah. So no matter how maggoted I was, I would walk home and I'd see it and go, oh, that's right. I got to have these things because I had my Otherwise, accounting job the next day. Yeah. Oh, mate. Because <laughs> I used to do that thing where it's like, you know, even then when we first started doing Comedy Festival, I'd have the same thing. It would be like Wednesday night. You would party out. You'd be at the hi-fi bar till three in the morning. Then I'd come home and I would scull a litre of soda water and take two Panadol, knowing that I have to wake up four hours and then get to council. But what I would do is I would organise at least four meetings uh, in the morning, like hour set meetings. So uh, I would then I organise the meetings uh, off-site so then I would get a company car <laughs> and I'd sleep in the car. Oh. Do they do it and then come back? And then I used to come back and we'd go, oh, Ben, yeah, do you look a bit tired? I was like, yeah. Oh, Working so hard. Difficult to be- <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I had to take a lot of notes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to do And then, like, in the end, I'd find a way to get through festival. Like, I found uh, the first aid room 
and then I realized I could sleep there. So there was like a period. What? Yeah. Oh, what's mate. This, what's this? I've never heard this. So so in festival, when I used to work out in uh, one of the councils in the Burbs, I found it first. I just stumbled across it. I had to go down. Wait, when you're saying festival, what are you talking about? That comedy festival. Okay, yeah. So comedy festival. And then I found this first aid room downstairs. Right. And so I was like, oh, this is where people go to be sick. And I was like, there's a little camp bed there. Really? Uh, there's no windows. You can lock the door. No one uses this. It looked like a World War Two bunker. Like the chair, the chair was from like like the sixties, and I was like, "Well, this is perfect." So then, what I do is I organise meetings, and I pretend to go down to archives because archives is down the corridor where you get like old files. Did you work in the city? No, no. I this is this was out in, in like I used to work out in Werribee, uh, out in South Morang. Oh, to, sorry, Ben. So the first aid thing is for council, not for comedy festival. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, for, I was thinking yeah. the comedy festival <laughs> has a first aid. No, area. no, 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 no. Oh, so this is downstairs at council. So it was the right. first aid room. Right. And so I remember just sleep, I, my my record colleague of mine. Um, Gabs, who used to I work with, uh, and she she was nice enough to keep tabs on me. She was a student planner at the time, and she keep tabs on me. And like occasionally, she'd just like if so, if people were looking for me, she'd then ring my phone, and then my phone would wake me up <laughs> down the first aid room, and then I would just appear if people yeah. didn't realize that I'd be missing. But my record was sleeping three and a half hours after night, so like till twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So twelve, oh, and sometimes, or I'd make it through the morning and then sleep from like one till three thirty. Yeah. You're then, like George Costanza. Oh, it was amazing. I, I felt like George Costanza. Actually, I was George Costanza. <laughs> like I would do the thing was like I'd walk around with a lot of files, so I'd look busy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Or I'd, I'd, or I'd put things like I remember I used to um, uh, do presentations that just weren't needed. Mm, like I was I've, that guy. Yeah. Oh man, I, I I used to pass out of my desk all the time. Like. Hungover. But your boss liked you, though. Yeah. Like, you could get away with that. Like, I couldn't. I, well, it's a small company. It's only seven yeah. of us, so it's a bit harder to. And you were the missing. fun guy at the office. Like, I was I was the fun guy at the office as well, but I just did not want to be there. Mm. Like, it was just so obvious. Like, I would do anything to avoid work and because I was so hungover, like, so many times. Like, like even then the idea was, like, we'd have morning tea, right? And we'd have, like, like you know, like you know it, it would make me feel physically ill. Like, we'd have, like, you know, bad cheesecakes from like Safeways, like the worst morning tea ever. But it was the only time I could just sit there and not think about anything and just like not deal with emails and just try and get through the day. And this is what's really weird is when I then, the feeling I had of just being hungover and trying to get to 5 p.m., right? And that was just, you'd try to get to 5 p.m. because you know it'd be over or you'd have, like you'd go out drinking again or you'd just Yeah, well, I was going to say that was more my thing is like, oh, 5 p.m. I can drink again. Yeah, well, okay, okay. Let's let's talk about that actually, because if we think about it, when you finished work, mm. were you hanging for a beer back in the old day, the old deals days? So you were hanging for a beer, knowing when five pm finished. Um, I guess, but I'm trying to think because not long after I had left KPMG and I started with this smaller firm that I did for so so many years, um, I started comedy, and I really. With comedy, I would never drink beforehand. Uh. Do you know what I mean? I never drank. Uh, and I, I've got to say, uh, we, um, I'm so grateful to myself for having that awareness to never drink before. beforehand. Because when I quit drinking, it was easier to continue 
to yeah. work. Yeah. Whereas if I was someone, because I was to shake and shiver before going on stage and my whole legs used to rattle on stage and I, because I was not a confident performer, but it knew if I had a couple of beers, I would relax. But yeah, I also knew I that did. if I did have a couple of beers, that means I would have to do it all the time or have a shot or something like that just to calm my nerves. Yeah. So I was like, nah, man, you got to learn this organically. How do you calm yourself down without that? And so when I finally quit drinking, uh, it meant that the work didn't suffer for it because it was not a dependency. Like I didn't need the booze to do my job well. Yeah. Does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that makes sense. So I don't think I was hanging for five o'clock necessarily like to go drink, but it was like, yeah, five o'clock means now at some point I'm going to be able to drink again. Not necessarily at five on the dot. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Sort of, sort of in between there. This is, I just realized this, but this is how bad it would get for me is it, I would carpool. So, so what I'd do is I would, even on a big night, like the night, like, so like I'd have a big night and I get carpooled every day. So what I do is I'd, it doesn't matter how pissed I was, I'd jump in the shower, then put my work clothes on and then go to bed. So then Danny would pick me up and she'd text me. So she'd text me and I'd be in bed and then I would just get out of my bed in my work clothes and then jump into the car and then continue to fall asleep all the way until we got to work. Oh, you're disgusting. Yeah. Then after work, then Danny would drive me back home and then we'd go past the bottle shop and I used to get a six pack. This is Danny then, Minogue. Uh, <laughs> this Danny Minogue. She was an amazing town planner. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would then realize, and then, and I think about this now, like Danny was just this straight. You get a six pack. Sorry, I cut you off. So I get a six pack on the way home plus two bourbon and Cokes. So I'd finish the two bourbons <laughs> and Coke and then come in. I just remembered that. Like, and that's with someone who's a colleague. Like, I thought that that was just normal. But I would make her drive through the bottle shop nearly every second day to get that on the way home. Mm, on the way home. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. Oh, man, that's brutal. But, yes, so to tie up where we were leading with this, which was that um, in terms of spending and how I look at it as this pocket oh, of yes. going that it's, it is something that uh, I'd like to celebrate uh, while I have it. And so that actually ties in nicely with – what you were saying about us appreciating our body and not real taking our body for granted, right? Yep. So I think it's what I was saying was that I like to imagine that I'm not I'm not taking this moment where I'm living comfortably for granted, and what we did with our bodies was probably assume that we're going to last forever. Yeah. So somewhere I almost feel like there is an a parallel problem with both those situations where. If you assume it's going to last forever, you would punish the body way too much. Yeah. And if you assume your finances are going to last forever, you're going to spend way too much. Yeah. But also at the same time, you can enjoy those things. Like you don't want to be afraid of death so much so that you don't enjoy life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to be, I'm so scared about dying early, so I'm going to go for fucking runs every day and I'm going to go to the gym and then go to go for a swim and then eat just salad every day. Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah, almost yeah, feels yeah. like counterproductive to the idea of why do you want to live longer if you don't get to enjoy the good things in life? It's yeah. like you and I are different examples because we drank too much, but I would say alcohol is a good example for people where going, what's the point of living if you can't have a couple That's of That's true. And we and, you, and I still get that. Like, I was like, why can't you just have a couple? Like, Me? Yeah, it, like no. no, 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 just drinks. Like, you know, how yeah, could yeah, you not yeah. enjoy it? Like, how could you not just have a couple sit back? What's the point of living? What's the point of living? <laughs> a lot of people don't... say, what's the point of living? Oh, I don't know. Kids, family, yeah. <laughs> friends. Yeah, and then as for us, I, I, I well, let me not put you into this mix. Uh, for me, uh, it was an overall detraction from my happiness. 
Yep. Uh, because I just know I can't drink it to the level. It's almost like I was speaking to a friend of mine who knows that she's now having a problem. And she was saying that if she she's drinking too much now, but she doesn't stop it in six. If she doesn't control herself within the next six months, then it has to be a complete cutoff. Yeah. So yeah. she's almost like using the I, she's aware that the way she's drinking now is going to lead to permanency of removing alcohol out of her life. Yeah, yeah. So before it gets to that, because she loves booze so much, she's trying to control it now before it becomes something that has to be removed from her life. Yep. Does that yep, make maybe. sense? No, no, so no, no, because that's what happened sense. to me. So I have had to remove it from my life because of how uh, much I hated myself when I drank and the yeah. way I behaved, right? So for me, it's like I wish I got, I got some controls in place before it became a problem yeah. so that I can have a Christmas uh, lunch with a couple of beers or New Year's Eve celebration uh, with some frots. You know what I mean? But because I went too hard, it had to all go away. Yeah. Right. And it's almost the same thing with like food. Um, say my parents uh, both have diabetes. So just say I know that I'm prone to it. If I don't control my sugar now, I'm going to get to that point where I have to yeah. almost be super strict with it. Yeah. So it's in my best interest of my love of eating ice cream and <clears throat> fried chicken to start to be pulling controls now so that I can continue to not worry yeah. about it too much down the track. It's like it's a uh, it's like a midway point. So you 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 save a bit of money now yeah. so that you don't have to worry about just scrounging for it later. Like there's yeah. somewhere there's all these come back to the same mentality that you and I have or the wiring we have which is about let's just go fucking hard. Yeah. Let's just burn everything to the ground and go crazy. And that and and we and we both agree that that, that like we don't know if that'll ever go away. Like that still mm. still happens at times where you just you gorge on something or cuz with alcohol we've we've made that decision cuz for me like the and, and and a lot of people do that but what I realized as well and it's like I did put in places to reduce my drinking, right? But then it was un- unfair because what I do is I'd be like Maya would be so disappointed, my partner would be so disappointed if I got Magabin. She hated it because she had uh, drinking uh, throughout her family. Like she just, she's never been a big drinker. So there's a period where, you know, I would not drink, but that was just because I didn't want to disappoint her. But then that completely changes the dynamic of your relationship because then it becomes even more of a partnership. But then it's just like, oh no, you become more of a parent figure than a partner figure because if I do something, you get disappointed. I don't want to disappoint you. And it created this really, really, and I've seen that with people that one partner, you know, who sort of goes off the rails and the other one doesn't, but the other one tells the other partner off or you don't want to, you know, overcorrect. But you, you, your dynamic when it becomes an addiction completely changes, that it becomes less of a, a relationship, but more as like a sort of parent-child thing or a carer with a, you know, someone with a drug addiction. So for me, after a while, I just realized, oh, this, this is like, this is horrible. And like, mm. I didn't even know that that was actually the case until, you know, you go through the years of therapy, you go, oh, well, that was the pattern. That's yeah, what I was generating. The parent I, I couldn't, I couldn't put in those, uh, those markers or those uh, triggers to go, oh, no, this is a problem. I need to change my behavior. I was like, no, I'll put in obstacles that'll stop me drinking, but it doesn't really change the, how much I really wanted to get maggoted. That's why New Year's Eve at the moment, especially the last two years, I remember prepping for New Year's Eve. Like you'd set it up, everyone does it. A big party. You're going to get wasted. How are you going to get home? Uh, who are you going to be yeah. with? Uh, what are you going to wear? What are you going to drink? Where's the pre-drinks? Where are the pre-pre-drinks? Oh, so good. Like it's so. <laughs> it is. It's so good because you splash out. You don't think about the money. This is the night of nights. 
Uh, I mean, I always quickly before we head down the New Year's track again, just with the partner being the reason why you curbed some of the drinking, does that lead to resenting your partner as well? Going, if you were because of you, I can't drink enough, or if you weren't so strict with me, or whatever is the rationalizing you make, does it make you? resent them because they're the reason you can't do this thing you really want to do what well, no 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 it's it's it, it for me it was the opposite it was like oh thank god it's a break from drinking right, right do you know what i mean like right, it was a break right, from right, uh, right. oh here we go like uh you know at least i'll recover on these uh-huh. you know the couple of days we'll hang out here but then you know that friday night might be poking up with the boys and bang off we go again. <laughs> like or that it'll be that gig and then you know after that gig you're gonna get drunk with oh, mates man, you're totally, totally and so so new year's eve for you was it always a big boozing thing yeah it would change yeah. depending on where we were like quite often i'd be away like i think like so for, I, in my teens i was at a place called uh, i used to go to confest a bit now i don't know if you've heard about confest no so it's a big hippie, hippie festival that's been around since the 70s it still exists Confest. Um, confest, yeah. It's not just about celebrating some Greek dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey! I'm trying not to do the accent. <laughs> I saw you. I just thought I'm just going to let you hang here. Um, see what you're going to do no, with it. That. used to be called the Do con- the accent. The, uh, you, you grew up in Carlton. I didn't get to it. No, no. A couple of days! <laughs> It's really hard not to do it sometimes. <laughs> um, no, but I confess, that's where it kind of started. I went there, so you would celebrate New Year's Eve there. And I think I started going there when I was like 17. Um, it's a big hippie festival. Like people walk around naked, right? So I remember What? The, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, if people, uh, some people know about it. It used to be called the conference. So people would go there and you'd share, uh, you'd, you'd do a lot of Reiki and, the, and there's uh-huh, a lot of, uh-huh. there's a communal massage tents. Like, wow. oh my God, I would love to. Because I, I, remember, I remember going and I was just like young, but I was like, yeah, How old are you? And my first time I was 16, 17. All right, and you're stoned. Uh, oh, the whole time. Right. Like the whole time. Like, and it was just like, but you'd go, to, there'd be like this board. So there'd be all these workshops. There'd be like the, uh, the, um, you know, the meditation workshop or the, uh, there was another guy who was like the Feldenkrais workshop or the flirting workshop. There'd be like, he, what, what, what was before flirting? Feldenkrais, which what is, that? so it's called awareness through movement. It's what my mum used to teach. So awareness through what? Movement. To so, movement. Mo- so it's a, uh, so how many coffees have you had today? Uh, just the one. Okay. But I've just pepped up. The brain yeah. started working again. <laughs> you do too, too much, I think. <laughs> just maybe go, 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 go back to when you were a bit more disoriented. But, 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 I, but I think the, the thing about it is like I would go there and then that was the big thing with New Year's Eve. You know, you were you know, 16 as well. I think like you could, you know, people, there was drugs floating around like that you could consume a so lot the, of stuff. The Felton thing that your mum used to teach, she wasn't teaching at Confess. No, no, okay. no, no. So, it was so just, you're by yourself or with your mates for this? Yeah, one? with my mates. So, like, right. there was like, and this is where I met a lot of my mates who I'm still mates with really? from different schools because we have mutual friends and we have this big campsite. Shouldn't they do like an ID check? The uh, well, that's the thing. Like, so when you, this is no way of like, I remember, I, I remember like it was, um, I, mate had a license, he was two years old, and we drove, we drove up there. And when we got to the gate, uh, he opened the window and there was a guy. Uh, who was completely naked directing traffic and he had his... With his uh, hand? Uh, <laughs> no, but... Did he his, have like a compass? No, but he had his car keys uh, in a ring attached to his scrotum. What are you talking I'm about? I'm 100% so, real. So his balls his had balls, a ring? A ring through it. And then he would have the car keys... keys on, on the bottom of it. Oh, wow. So, so that way you're never going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's one thing. That's one way to never lose your car, especially if you're naked. Where do you keep your keys? Yeah, exactly. And so right. that's the thing. He had nothing but his hat and his car keys. Right. Right. I, I, and then I remember joking around. I was like, "Where the fuck's his wallet?" Well, that's gonna like have a lot of pull yeah. on oh, you. And there was a lot of pull. Like, and this, <laughs> and there was this, when you saw him, you had a lot of pull, yeah. did you? Oh, I mean, it was it was near Tokemore, which is right along uh, the river. Is that what the uh, Beach Boys sang about? The to- what? No, Kokomo. Oh, Kokomo. <laughs> But the, the, but I just remember that was my first forte into let's get absolutely wasted and bring in the new use. Wait, we can't walk away from the scrotum <laughs> that quickly. I know, I know. Sorry. But it, but it was just like, and these people have been going since the 70s. So it's just like this new generation. There'd be like thousands of people yeah. there. But that was still the original guys. Like there weren't that many people walking around naked, but it was, you know, it, you know to be accepted. Yeah. Right? And then also as a young, as like a young 16-year-old, you would see then, of course, uh, older women in their 20s walking around naked. And that was an Mm. eye-opener for a young 16-year-old. God, like, I'm still thinking about the guy with the scrotum before yeah. everyone got to the naked woman. Well, there's two of them because they were Imagine directing. him at like swingers key parties. He just drops his balls in the bowl, <laughs> does he? I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> Whose keys are these? Oh, I know. It's Jeff's. But, uh, but did you... So naked that, that's women. What, that, what, naked women. But that's, this is that's, 31st of December? Uh, the... Yes. Happy New Year. What are you, what, what are you doing <laughs> next Tuesday? <laughs> Let's go. What, what are you, what, what are, I'll be camping. No, right. For the life. first time. I got mum and dad. Children. Maybe I'll take mum and dad to with me to Wait, what are you doing? Uh we're just gonna uh go to get some nice dinner and uh we're just gonna see the fireworks from somewhere we haven't planned it yet. Oh but yeah, okay. Well that's good. It's mm. like loose. Like I'll be I'll be um I'll be yeah, well, I'll be because it's all mum's uh, arthritis and stuff, we can't plan ahead. We'll have to well, decide can, on the day. She can't hit she can't hit she can't do crowd surfing. <laughs> Crowd surfing, well, you know, like when it's like really packed and there's a band down at the. Oh at man, the, no, the... no, no, none of that. Exactly. So it's almost like I have to keep her as far away from needing to walk as much as possible because it's really hard for her to move around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. saw at lunch at one point she had to stand up. Yeah, and yeah, to, yeah. Do a little uh, laps with her. Yeah. It's like this weird thing where she can't sit for too long, but also she can't stand, uh, can't walk for too long. Yeah, because it just adds up and it just creates. It's just pain. Yeah. oh man, it's brutal. It's 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 really hard to. I mean, I'm sure she, uh, it's, it's harder for her, but as a person who cares about oh, mate, them, you're um, like, I don't I know, know how to help you because if you sit for too long, you're in pain. Yeah. If you walk, you're in pain. If you stand too long, you're in pain. So it's like. I, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> it's the sense of hopelessness is absolutely yeah, shit out. It really shits me. The only, like, the, as in shits me, not as in I'm upset with her. I'm just so sad for her. And, but the thing is, like, it's her. the pros and cons of being close to home. Like, you, you, I, it, I think it would even be harder for you if you saw it every day. Mm. I think it really would. Oh, no, maybe I'd be numb to it and then not care about her. Help <laughs> yourself first and yeah. then help others. The problem is, I think, in po- politics or whatever it is, the people who have justifiably maybe help themselves first think that they need to keep helping themselves, which are realizing, hey, maybe yeah. I've got enough now. Maybe it's time for me to give back. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes 100%. And then the, the follow-up to that is got to love yourself before you can love others. So there's, right. It, it's sort of that sort of the similar principle. <sighs> yeah. That's why I'm, I get blown away with kids, especially with my children, as we watched The Grinch last night. That is oh, our yeah. Christmas movie. Well, I watched Die Hard with them. They love it. They, they, yeah, I know Taya would get into it. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's this beautiful moment. Minkin knows the movie. She knows the movie really well. And as we're sitting there, there's a moment where the Grinch, uh, they explain why the Grinch doesn't like Christmas, right? And then he was a little kid and then he was left alone. And and it's this, and Minky just starts crying. She goes, I want to help him. Like she says it out loud. Right. And it's so raw. And the empathy's there that she just wants to help. That there's no, that, that is what she's just feeling right there in that moment. 
And then I started crying because I was like, it's so genuine. She, she's not there. Mm. She, she doesn't hold it in. She doesn't hold it back. Like, and that changes over time as you become a developer. Like you have experiences that shape you. But when you're a kid and your life is amazing and that every day is, you know, challenges, but every day is pretty much fun. It was so nice seeing that moment that you're like, oh, yeah, I hope that empathy stays with you. I hope yeah. it stays with you until you're an adult and that you want to help. But make sure, because in my head I was like, make sure you look after yourself first because that's what I spent so much time not looking after myself. And because I couldn't look after myself, therefore I couldn't look after others. Right, right, right. And I think this time of the year, which used to be a big thing for me, is I'll be like, uh, this is the year. And so many people might be listening to this going, you know, but no, this is the year. I'm going to reset the clock. News resolutions come fly out. We've done them. We've done how many New Year's resolutions? I don't know. I've done heaps, which have never worked. Like, And that's for me, but they've just never worked. But for, for so many people, like, this is the year. It might work for some people, but well, it's just that thing where it's like, here we go, 2020, this is the year I'm going to do this, this, and this. And they, and they over, you know, like that's what I used to do. I was like, I'll lose all my weight and I'll slow down with drinking and then I'll 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 do this and I'll do that. And then by, I reckon, I reckon usually by February, I'd, disappoint myself yeah and on resolutions though um for me obviously there was one that really stuck <laughs> which was at you know first of jan 2018 is when i decided look this is the year that i'm going to try and lose weight and keep it off ah yeah yeah. so yeah. for me you know I, I agree with you 99 percent. but i'm saying some resolutions can work was that in conjunction with the pod though well the pod came after yeah, okay, yeah. So it was me we going, had that conversation I made that, that decision to go, this is the year I'm going to do it. How am I going to do it? Think of it carefully, like yeah. not just on a whim, but what's the plan? What's the plan? And I think it was that spleen. We, no, we, we had that conversation. That was in January at Crab Lab. Was it Crab Lab? Yeah, it was Crab oh, Lab. Oh, right, right. Okay. It was Wednesday. Right. Okay, early so, Jan. So it was part of the plan. But the plan was on 1st of Jan, I was sick of hating myself at the end of 31st of December every year and saying <laughs> another year went past. And another year that you didn't, you know, work on your health. Yeah. And uh, and I think I've said, as I say on, in the show that I did about it as well, is that it was in that moment when that t that shirt didn't button up because I was too fat for it for this yeah. New Year's party. Um, telling myself that hey, it's okay, you can feel sad, but you're not a piece of shit. Like the 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 narrative I'd say to myself was because I'm fat, I'm not worthy of love and respect and because i didn't think i was worthy of love and respect i'll just destroy my body because who gives a shit yeah. like who cares if you, it's like a if, if you don't care about your house you would treat it like shit because yeah. you don't care because you hate it you know like, why would you clean it up i fucking hate this house yeah. i don't want to waste any more time looking after this house because it's a piece of shit house and that's the kind of vibe i was giving to my body going well i don't care about my body because my body brings me so much sadness because of the way i've treated it and it doesn't move well and doesn't look good in my opinion and it makes me feel awful so fuck it i'm just going to keep destroying it you yeah. know so being able to stop that spiral when that t when that shirt didn't button up and just looking at myself going hey man like this is tough i know but no, you're still worthy. You're still worthy of your own love and your own respect for yourself. So because you love yourself and respect yourself now, maybe from tomorrow onwards, let's make some changes. Let's not have five meals a day. Let's not, you know, let's go for walks. Let's just do something because I don't want you to feel like this again next year. Do you know what I mean? Like it was almost like this physical manifestation of how fat I'd become in terms of this shirt not buttoning up and seeing the disappointment in my family's face because we were about to go for this New Year's party and I don't have any other clothes to wear. This was the only thing I had. Yeah. So all of that combined, I remember leaving the party at 11.30 at night. I, I came home. Like I didn't want to be around at New Year's because I, 
it was like this 2017 was a tough year for me. And I was like, fuck, I, I can't. I, I just want to be in bed and wake up fresh for 2018 and I'll make some changes. It's almost like, yes, New Year's resolutions hadn't worked for me in the past, but that one did. And I'm yeah, so yeah. grateful it did because now it's two years on and I still haven't put back the weight. Yeah, And I think a lot of that has to do with having a strong why. If you're going to do resolutions, I think understanding why, yeah, I think why is it important? True. Because the same thing that happened with the marathon is in the 35th kilometer, the questions start coming in going, why are you doing this? You're in pain. Yeah. Why don't you stop? There's so many whys of, as to like, why keep going? Because this sucks and this hurts. So having those answers ready, which is like when the marathon for me was like, oh, this is a challenge I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to do it for so many years and I'm so close to finishing it. Yeah. That's why. I'm so uh, proud that I did the hard work to require to train for it. So yeah. that's why I want to finish it. So same with any diet, whether it's quitting smoking, quitting drinking, whatever it is, if you know what your why is. For me, the drinking was easy because of how gross I was and how much I hated myself yeah. when I drank. That was an easy enough why to keep going. And if, sure enough, the longer you're away from those um, moments, the easier it feels like, was I that bad? And you feel like you want to give in again. But that's why you need to have that strong enough why. Oh, I needed to have that strong enough why to go. Why am I doing this? So if you're going to make resolutions, for starters, I mean, I sound like a broken record at this point. Have a look at Atomic Habits. Like, yeah. honestly, that book by James Clear gives you so much. I mean, all this, you know what? If a shortcut, listen to Bonnie Davis's episode that we had. Which has got a about lot of downloads. It's been a very popular episode. difference between um, habit, what part of the habit is it? So I was reading this thing where he talked about if you wanted to go to the gym every day or whatever, the habit isn't going to the gym. It is putting the shoes on and yep. getting in the gear. Like getting that, fixing that first bit. So there's, an all follow James Clear on Instagram. He's got a whole bunch of gyms yeah. out there. So overall, understand what you want to change. Yeah. And maybe the thing that you want to change isn't necessarily like, I'm going to starve myself for a week uh, or, you know, I'm going to I'm going to lose weight by starving myself or I'm going to run heaps or whatever. It might be something else. So figure out what, what you're actually trying to achieve here. Is it to become thinner? And also don't take big leaps. Start with small steps. I think, that, yeah. I think that's a really big yeah. one because once you get five small steps, it, it gains momentum. One giant leap can make you feel good. Right. But if you don't do the next giant leap, then you're stuffed. Right. And I would say this time of the year, especially maybe in the last week or two weeks in the lead up to New Year's, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who may have blown out a bit, may have had a couple of but drinks. I've blown out. Like, yeah, same. I'm with mom and dad in town. I've eaten a lot. Yeah. So I would say, and this is what I'm thinking I'm saying out loud just as a reminder to myself because I can get into that spiral of going, you fucking idiot. You've got, you're doing so well, you fucking moron, and then you started eating again and look at you, you put on these three, four kilos. That voice is, kicks in for me very harshly. But what I try and remind myself going, hey, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. But, I had fun. I really enjoyed doing it with mm -hmm. my dad, like having like them for dinner and all these things. But also, it's four kilos. I, I, I've come so far from the 125 kilos that we were when we started. So fucking chill out, brain. Yeah. How about you chill the fuck out and let me have a couple of weeks to just, you know, uh, loosen the, the, the belt buckle, so yeah, to yeah. speak, right? And then just remember that setbacks are part of this long fucking process and if you do have a setback it is not the end yeah don't make it a thing where you're smoking a cigarette so you smoked one you're trying to quit smoking and you smoked one and you go fuck it i'll have the whole packet exactly maybe have another two if you want sure but don't necessarily feel like you have to do the go back to the exact same patterns clip yeah. the clip the spiral as early as you can 
and you're already better off. Like this is the thing. Even if you have holiday weight, you're or thinking whatever, about it. You're already right. thinking about you're it. Aware. Like, you're aware. Like I think and that so- awareness is not something you had when you first started the journey. Exactly. And then also, yeah, and it's a reminder as well because a lot of people finish like some people have just worked solidly for eight months. And that they take all their year, all their all their leave at the end of the year, mm. and that they're hanging for this, and they're just and they and they're run down. And when you run down, you eat bad food. But just know that even then, you'll have Christmas with your family. Mm. Enjoy it, like yeah. To start already thinking about your New Year's resolution or whatever you're going to kickstart 2020. Make sure you enjoy that time with your family if you do have that. But also enjoy like go, you know, I'm going to eat that or I'm going to have that. But when you kickstart. 2020, at least, you know, I, this is what I do, mm-hmm. especially is like I even then, even between Christmas and New Year's Eve, sometimes I start doing the things that I might want to change in the new year. I might even do it for like a morning or right, an afternoon. Right. So then it's, then you've already, you're already two small steps ahead of when you start. So yeah, it's less yeah, daunting yeah, yeah, yeah. when you start New Year's Eve. Right? And, and yeah, and the motivation at the start of the year will be high. And of course, as time goes by, because you're on holiday maybe and the work stress kicks in and then you start to slack off, that's okay too. Remember that. Like just because you're under it. In fact, um, Tim Ferriss, um, the author, podcaster, has a alternative to resolution making. I forget what he, call, what he calls it, but it's like just type in Google um, Tim Ferriss um, New Year's resolution and you might find this blog post yeah. about the alternative. Uh, it's basically like an audit of the last year. You look back at the whole calendar that you had just had see the things that brought you make a list of all the things that brought you joy and all the things that brought you uh, sadness or something that took away that joy and then you try and re replicate the things that brought you joy say take the top five or top 10 percent of the things that brought you the most amount of joy and actually physically whack them in the calendar you know so one of the things for me from the year before was this thing where i was like oh i really uh loved um uh, going um, on holiday with my friends Pat and Sarah, you know, uh, when I went Buddy. to yeah, I went to um, what was it called the the Highlands, Scottish Highlands, Isle of Skye, yeah. and so I loved hanging out with them so much. I'm like, you know what, that was something that brought me so much more joy than I anticipated. So I'm going to try and replicate that by going for more activities with my friends. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And actually try and booking it in. And and sure, some of the stuff fell through and all that, but at least at the start of the year, start to plan those trips. Plan that holiday that you've been saying, oh, I should do that. If there's a band that you wanted to see, you know, last year that you brought you a lot of joy and you were like, oh, man, I really loved going to that musical, whatever that was, fucking find out who's coming out next year now and yeah. book it in now. Like, do you, almost, have, do you have one from this for year? For what I want so to do. So Pat and Sarah's the... That so was, that was from the year before. I guess uh, I haven't done my audit for the year, but if I had to do it, it would be... You had to pick one thing. Uh, to re- replicate? Yeah. Uh, I think I will definitely... I've already... Uh, so that's, here's a good example. Sorry. So to answer your question, I put in doing the marathon on 1st of Jan 2019, uh, yep. doing the marathon October 13, 2019, even though it was 10 months later, yep. because I looked back at the half marathon with so much pride at that moment. So I'm looking at my calendar going, what did I do in October? Run, yeah. And I'm like, oh, in October I did the half marathon and that made me feel really good. So I'm going to try and see if I can replicate it. But I thought, okay, if I'm replicating it, why don't I try for a full marathon? Like I almost made the yep. plan in place then. And I don't know if I'll do a full marathon next year. Probably, in fact, I might let's go as far as to say I won't. 
Yeah. Uh, but what I might do is uh, I will definitely try and do a, a, a half a marathon. Half, yeah. Maybe I'll do it with you. Mate, there you go. There we go. We're already making some fun plans. Aim for a half marathon. Maybe the Run Melbourne thing uh, yeah. might be um, uh, coming up again. So I might be able to, but it's, you know. I think that's a really good one because I, like, it's as soon as, because that's the thing, it's when you start, and when you have a bit of time on your hands and you start thinking about me, for me, it's very late in the piece, but we, it's changed our life. We have a good babysitter. Okay, go on. And that has just changed us that we only found her pretty much on Halloween and since then we've used her <laughs> 10 times and it's just changed because because we work so often in the evenings mm. that it doesn't give uh, my – she's just trapped at home a lot and then it, so it's that same thing where it's like now we've got more chance for more date nights. Yes. It's just changed the whole way. Yes. And so it's that thing where it's like, you know, parents out there like – you know, you go, oh, we don't know someone in the neighborhood. It's like, no, we, we, we should have done this years ago. We should have done this years right. ago and even gone the local Facebook or meeting someone. And you can try people. It doesn't work out. But we found someone. She's amazing. The kids love her. She lives around the corner. And it has just literally changed our life. That's incredible. And, and so it's that thing was like, well, we want to make sure that we replicate that and that we have more of that in our life to give us a chance to really connect as a couple because yeah. I think for people who know that you, by the end of the year, the kids are tired, you're tired, you go on a family holiday and you connect as a family, but also you just realise that, what well, didn't we do enough of that throughout the year? Uh, what are the fun things we did as a family? How yeah. to replicate that? How do we do that? But also, you know, some people are really good at it. Some people, like, so this, I'm going on a camping trip. This was booked before Christmas last year. There you go. And that's because my friend who uh, started with five family mates at a camping site has now grown out to 20 to now grown out to 65. So there's only five camp. It's so funny. It's like everyone will know everyone at this campsite except for five camp spots where people go, what the hell is going on here? Right. He's generated his own little festival. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so it's that and he's, Yeah, it's like his, his income, but at the same time he's brought his family to it. Yeah, so it's just that thing where it's like, oh, you know, he, he, he did something and then it's like, oh, you have to think that far ahead. And if you do put those little things yeah. to look forward to, which is something, you know, because you just, you know, for families out there, especially with young kids, you, you, the time slips away really quickly. Like we yeah, really man. can't believe it's, Chris, you know, it's, it's Christmas, it's New Year's, it's that time of the year. And you just go, where the fuck did it go? And and you go, you look at your kids, they're older, the like they're your benchmarks yeah. rather than your benchmarks yourself. But I think that's a real an order, it's a great one. I, I've never thought I, I think about cool. what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But to go back and go, what worked and what didn't. And so what didn't I think he says to try and see how you could have done it differently and what could yeah. you have improved on. So but Google it and get the full thing. I wanted to ask you, Ben, do you uh to finish up uh this chat, uh it is the end of a decade as well, as well as it's a new year coming up. So we're yeah. going into twenty twenty, the twenties, I guess is now we've been the twenties. The twenties. Wow, weird. Yeah, weird. We talk about nineteen twenties. Oh, you know what I mean? We talk about nineteen twenties and it's like, you know, you have that picture of the movies with black and white or whatever, and now yeah. we're in like hundred years later. But where were you? What was your life like at the end of the last decade? Yeah, I had a midlife crisis. Right. So at 30? At 30. Mine was at 25, which is the same time. Right. Oh, wow. We are really <laughs> my, mine, was at, mine was at 30. It was mine at, was at 25. It, it yeah, spiraled over the next three, four years. I learned a lot, uh, and but I reckon those next three, four years from 30 onwards. Uh, there were some amazing times, and there are people who I met along the way who changed my life mm-hmm. uh, for the better. Um, but I hurt a lot of people at the start of my thirties and I was just in a bad place. Mm. And I just remember, I was like, I thought my twenties had gone and I just didn't know how to embrace the thirties right. at all. So the first part of my thirties was just, it was no, that's why I, I come next year, I, I, you know, I turned 40 
and I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Unlike when I turned 30, I hated it. Yes. And it's just really weird to think that that is 10 years ago. So what is it about the 40s that you're, um, you know, that is so different to your 30s that you, in terms of you saying, I'm looking forward to it? What? Because well, I think I know the answer, but I would love to hear Well, you're yours. just grateful with what you have. Right. You genuinely enjoy the moment. You're more present than you have been. And also, you know, like a lot of the things that I yearn for in my 30s mm-hmm. that I just thought I'd never, ever, ever have in my life, I now have. Yeah, like what? Children. Yep. Um, uh, doing a job I love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being with the person I want. Health. Health is, is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. But, it's just, man. but it's just that thing where it's like I did not have any of that mm-hmm. and I never thought I would. Right, right. So to go to think about when I was 30 and it was a great party. It was combined with you know, a friend of mine. But to think that that, like if I think about that time, not a happy camper. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of laughs for me at that time, but it's almost, it's, I think we, we were much more parallel than we realized, even though you're five years older than me or four years older than me. Um, for me, it was the same. I had just been fired from KPMG uh-huh. uh, in the August of that year, 2009. I was very lost as to what I'm meant to do with myself because I thought accounting was my calling, right? I came to Australia to study accounting, and then it turns out I have this fun side that likes to talk to people and be involved like like i had a a side of me that enjoyed having fun we all do yeah but i didn't think it was such an extent that i would resent having to do a desk job because i was so good at studying i was a real studious kid i always knew that i could switch it on and be okay but this time i couldn't so i was very lost i'm like what is my life going to be um i was not healthy Uh, i was drinking crazy amounts i just moved into a share house with five-bedroom share house with eight other people. (laughs) So I was so kind of broke that I had to pretty much had to share uh, a room with a guy. You had to share a room at 25? Yeah. This is coming from KPMG as well. So imagine that I was a guy six months ago with a stable job and uh, suit and tie and all that kind of job security. And then fast forward six months later – I'm in this decrepit house in um, in Mount Alexander Road, wherever the fuck we played, Travancore, uh, Flemington, oh, yeah, yeah, Flemington yeah, yeah. basically. And, you know, the house was breaking. It was, uh, I believe it was going to be demolished. And we loved the house because we were in that party vibe, right? Yeah, because totally. you'd come home uh, from, I started working for my small accounting job that I knew was meant to be a temporary situation. Yeah. And in the same suit and tie, we'd play beer pong, we'd just get drunk and then, the cycle would start. I'd wake up because there were a lot of them were uni students still. My mates did double degrees, so I would party at them like you, like I was still at uni. But I had a you know had to go to my accounting job afterwards, and I was earning very little and having to share this room with this. Guy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> and and, and uh, so I didn't even have money for a uh, bed frame, so it was just a mattress on the floor. <laughs> Jesus, and I didn't have a doona, so the doona was a um, uh, sleeping bag. So I'm on a mattress Fuck. with a sleeping bag. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, lost uh, and un- and unhealthy, right? And I um, and drank drinking a lot. And I and I look now, fast forward ten years later, and you know what? It's it is, this is something I spoke to my therapist about, and I I might come off as being you know patting myself on the back here, but fuck it, I'm to it. Fuck, it feels good to have made some changes. Fuck it yeah. feels fucking so. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not, we know that those changes may not necessarily be permanent. We're still fighting this idea of journey. You know, this journey of fucking not putting the weight back on, not um, you know stopping the exercise, not drinking again, not um, you know overspending and living crazy. All that's temporary. That too shall pass. Some version of it will pass. But the truth is, fuck, I'm so glad I, I worked. These 10 years I worked. I yeah. really worked. So whether it was finally doing a stand-up set and then deciding, you know what, that's what I'm going to invest my yeah. funnel, all that energy into. Then getting to that point where I'm like, you know what, I'm drinking too much. I need to start working on this. Yeah. And as much as it, it like it's still, I mean, I think about those first, those last few months before I quit drinking, the amount of pain I was going through of self-hate. Then after that was dealt with the weight loss. You know what I mean? Like all elements of this all come with a fair bit of work that I had to do myself. This is what I'm trying to yeah. get at is that if there's anything I want to reflect upon, because like I said, I like using this time of the year to um, reflect. reflect. And yeah, there's things that I still can do better, and I'm I'm constantly trying to be better. I wish I didn't relapse as often as I did with food and uh, exercise, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it too much because fuck, I've done a fair bit. The t- the the difference between me at 25 versus 35, it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Like if you at 25 told me that in 10 years time you're going to be thinner, uh, <laughs> sober. And doing comedy full time, yeah, it would make no sense to me. Yeah, there's no sense of it. Doesn't make it. Like, it just seems so unachievable at that time. Yeah, because that's what I think about that. Like I just remember turning thirty, standing on a chair and absolutely blind. Yeah, and and just and then like the years preceding after that, just you know, living again, living in a share house. Like like I was living in a share house that was falling apart. There was a shit in the living room, I yeah. remember that. And and just going, fuck, this is me in my early 30s. This is where I'm supposed to be, you know, pinging at the top of my career and I'm in a share house, yeah. which funnily enough I found out years later uh, when I moved out of that share house, um, the ceiling caved in exactly mm. where my head was yeah, and would have just killed me. Yeah, fuck. And you just think about those moments, you go, Look, everything, everything, happens, everything happens for a reason, but it's that thing where it's like if – and you need to take time to reflect. And I think we've done it tonight. We didn't know where this podcast was going. Dylan and I thought we'd finish it up in 45 minutes. And, you know, <laughs> an I told you, I told you, yeah. look, we don't have to, we'll get, we'll find something. But um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's really time to reflect, but also I look forward to 2020 because you don't know what's, you don't we know, know what's, what's and, and, and I think like for me as well, like number the house, like the house was, a, we li- literally live next to Math Addicts who broke yeah. in and stole laptops well, they would have been, they would have been quite skinny. Their, yeah, their, their, <laughs> their carb intake was low. But, um, but yeah, man, Twenty. who knows where 20, we'll be at 2030. Yeah. But um, I think... I'll be doing live podcasts to sell out stadiums. That's where we'll be. Do you hope that we're still doing the podcast in 10 years' time? How do you feel about that? I do, I do. I, I still love doing it. I wish there was... Yeah, look, I, I definitely can't see myself not wanting to do this catch-up other than... I feel like time's probably the only factor that would ever get in the way of totally. things. Like it's that you know, obviously, uh, right now I don't have family commitments and stuff yeah, yeah, like totally. that. But maybe in ten years' time I might. All the little uh, Dilbert Jones singers. We, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but just to wrap up this idea of looking back on these ten years and the differences that it makes, this is a weird person to reference, but the barefoot investor. <laughs> One of his early things that he talks about, in, uh, I've only read the first chapter, yeah. the first two, but something that really struck a chord with me, what he said is that people 
overestimate what they can do in one year. Yeah. But they underestimate what they can do in five years. Yeah. So they always think about things like, what can I get done by next year? And then get demotivated because it doesn't happen or, you know? Yeah. But if you actually look back, each of you, anyone who's listening, it's worth having a moment to step back and look at what you have achieved in five years or in 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's a new career, shifting careers, shifting uh, health reasons, family, like there might be things that you would have never thought was going to be possible for you. Yeah. Uh, and as scary as that means when you extrapolate that to 10 years ahead, means that we don't know what the fuck is going to happen again. Yeah. That's why it's so important, I think, to be grateful for what you have in the moment totally. as you're going. And it doesn't, have, it doesn't mean you can't. I read the term, uh, the Barefoot Investor 10 years yeah. ago. And it, and it works. Okay, well, yeah, there you so go. So I think, I think it's never too late to start something as well. Yes. I, think a, I think that's a big one as well. It's yes. like it doesn't matter if you're turning 40, 30, 25. Uh, you know, it's another year. You can start right. a whole bunch of stuff and then you'll look back. I think that's a really good one. And then you can look back in five years and go, Jesus, I did make a difference. That was, yeah. I think that's a good note to uh, wrap this New Year's uh, um, podcast on. You big thank I mean? you to all our listeners for 2019. We have absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, you know, share a yeah, bit behind this. So I mean, it's a really funny one for us because we do have this, um, you know, reflection episode like this. But then in a few weeks, we have our uh, one year anniversary of the pot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like we need to start combining the two yeah, as opposed to going, oh, well, this is now one year since we did that it's like yeah man you reflected last year we're bored we're, yeah. we're sick of you two patting yourselves on the back for an hour <laughs> and 10 minutes um, uh, but a big thank you to all the listeners uh, we've really enjoyed 2019 uh, yeah. we can't believe you know at first we thought you know the listenership uh, wouldn't grow uh, once we finished the bet but it just continues to grow and grow and grow and so new listeners uh, who've joined this year which is uh, quite a lot hey, of you hey thanks for coming along this yeah, ride thank you and your feedback is amazing uh, and again uh, the reviews on iTunes have been uh, so lovely. Yeah. And again, it increases our awareness. We're just two guys on a journey and uh, and we like sharing it with And you. if you're doing an audit of the last year and part of the audit was going, hey, we saw Ben and Dill live. Maybe we should do that again. Yeah, <laughs> Replicate. Yeah, yeah. Replicate that. I, I love that. Hey, come and see our shows. Uh, love Handles is what Ben's show is called. Mine's called Victorious Lion. Uh, details everywhere. So. <laughs> and also if you uh, buy uh, soon and type in the word love, that's oh, yeah. right, Fitbit listeners, yeah. you get a little discount. Nice. All right. Yeah. Do you know what this song is? No, I got no idea. What is this? I, I, I love it. You haven't tried it. I just um, hit it. Everyone, pop that champagne, eat those canapes. Oh, my God. Here we go. And remember. And never brought to mind. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everybody. Take we'll care of yourselves. You 2020. See you soon. Bye.